Oh, glory to God. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion. Um, I'm going to be praying for the next few minutes. I'd like to read from our scripture. First Timothy 2 from verse 1. I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authorities, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. We will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Praise the Lord. Today we're going to be praying. We're going to be interceding for the nations of the world. Praise the Lord. There's a lot of violence, a lot of um, deception, a lot of violence going on around the world. Yesterday, um, while we prayed, Sister RJ, um, RJ emphasized some of those things for us in Nigeria. I know that we're connected from different countries. In different countries, there are different kinds of violence that are going on. Some violence, some the depleting nations, uh, um, status of the nations. The nations are going deep and deeper and deeper into poverty. Some nations are going deeper and deeper into deception because their leaders are not speaking the truth, because their leaders have already signed out their countries to other men. You know, I'm going to pray right now. I'm going to begin to speak in other tongues. A couple of days ago, I saw a document of memorandum that was sent to a country in um, North America. And that country was asked to sign over their airports, to sign over their industries, sign over their major things for the vaccine. So the deception is deep and is going is going in a different direction. We're going to be interceding for the nations of the world right now. Their leaders are coming out of that deception. The ones that the violence keep on going and the leaders seemingly don't know what to do or their eyes are being blinded, we're going to be interceding for those countries. The ones that rape have taken over, are taking over on their streets. The ones that mothers are taking over on their streets. Right now, let's begin to pray. Let's begin to intercede for those nations. Let's begin to intercede for those leaders. Kindly unmute yourself right now and let's begin to pray. The things that we declare here, they are being the world. They are happening. They are happening. Makoroko sakatele bondo shapakabaya. We are seeing changes in the world. Likroso tokobaya as a result of our prayers. Libra do Bayana <laughs> <laughs> 
Lucas, <laughs> 
Yes, the scriptures clearly stated that he that let it will let until he be taken out of the way. And while we are still here, Maleko Shakabaya, wickedness, evil, Maleko Sopradegabayala Masataya will not dominate our nations. They will not dominate our cities. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the scriptures has also said that our cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. Not through violence, not through wickedness, not through deceptions. Therefore, it is not the time, it is not the reign of the Antichrist, it is not the time for the reign of this wickedness and this cold-heartedness. No, so therefore, we refuse for it to reign. We refuse for it to rule in this time. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we cut off everything that fuels this wickedness in the world. In the name of the Lord Jesus, no 
we will not let it continue. We refuse to let it continue. No, the Antichrist cannot have his way. No, wickedness cannot have his way. No, the demons of darkness cannot have their way. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the devil cannot have his way. No, we refuse to let him have his way. We put a restraining order on them. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we put a restraining order on them. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in the nations of the world, in the cities, no the leaders, they begin to function with wisdom. They know what to do. They know how to cope the challenges. They begin to function in furnaces. This is the season of truth. And the truth of God's word shines forth. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. Because the truth, the truth will stand. The truth, the truth will expose every lie, every deception. Every mainstream media deception and news marketed. The truth will stand. Shining a bright light upon the nations of the world, upon the communities, upon the states, upon the villages. Upon the corporations, upon the leadership of the nations, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, precious Father. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Times of Devotion. Depending on what part of the world you are connected at this time, you are welcome. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Amarak, for the opportunity to always lead us in prayer. I'm grateful for the opportunity. Right now, we are going over to the Rhapsody of Reality segment. Over to you, esteemed Amarak. El Shaddai, El Shaddai, Elohim and Adonai. Each to each you're still the same. By the power of your name, El Shaddai, El Shaddai. Elohim and I will praise and lift you high. El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El Shaddai, El to which you're still the same by the power of your name, El Shaddai, El Oh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We thank you. You're worthy of our praise. You're worthy to be praised. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you so much, Pastor Deborah, for the prayer sessions and for always inspiring us in the direction in which to pray. Today is um, Thursday, 29th of April, 2021. And I'd like to welcome you all to our devotion time with the Lord. The times that we spend here are with the Lord. And no man spends time with the Lord and remains the same. So that let all that you do, let it be done in the name of the Lord. Today's devotional article says, we have authority. Say, I have authority. I have authority. When I was daily with you in the temple, you stretched forth no hand against me. But this is your hour and the power of darkness. Luke 22 and verse 53. We're in a time when there's so much abuse of political power in many parts of the world. There are some hostile laws, policies, and actions in some states designed to be inimical to Christians because of their faith. If, you, if you've read the story of Jesus' arrest before his crucifixion, you see that these kinds of injustice aren't new. Jesus experienced the abuse of power in high places. John 18 recounts how Judas led the soldiers and officers sent by the high priests and Pharisees to arrest Jesus. Knowing all that was to befall him, the Lord went out to, to them and said, Whom do you seek? And they answered, Jesus of Nazareth. Then Jesus said, I am he. Immediately Jesus spoke and identified himself. The soldiers and temple police were knocked out by the power of, the, of God and fell to the ground. Luke 22, 52 to 53, NKJV, New King James Version tells us, Then Jesus said to the chief priest, captains of the temple and the elders who had come to him. Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs? When I was with you daily in the temple, you did not try to seize me, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. Notice the statement, this is your hour and the power of darkness. Jesus understood that the power of darkness was at work and that this man came to arrest him and that these men that came to arrest him were not motivated by themselves, but by Satan. Jesus, fixed, Jesus faced six trials within a few hours, and none of them could convict him. The high priest had to frame something against him out of anger, saying of Jesus, he had spoken blaspheming. What further need have we of witnesses? Behold, now ye have heard, heard his blaspheming. Matthew 26, 65. A few hours later, he was crucified on the cross, 
thanks be unto God. He offered himself of his own free will. John 10, 17 to 18. The quick trials, unreasonable laws, the lies, and unchecked manipulations today aren't new. Hence, we must get on our knees to pray fervently in the spirit, declaring that our cities are dominated by the light of the gospel and impacted by the force of righteousness. We have authority and Jesus is Lord over all. Stand up for him and his church everywhere. We have authority and Jesus is Lord over all. Stand up for him and his church everywhere. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, it's such a great feeling to know that amidst all this happening in this world, we are not victims. We're not left here to be victims. You know, um, when you see people who are careful, for instance, on social media, they don't want to identify with Christ. They don't want to make it look like, oh, yes, we understand this last day message and we're standing by the truth. You know, they don't, they don't understand that this thing, you know, we have authority. It's not about what's trending on social media. It's not about who is speaking against the church. The Bible says that one with God is majority. You know, so no, 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 there's no weapon fashioned against us. No weapon fashioned against us. He said, no weapon fashioned against us shall prosper. And everything that shall rise up against us in judgment shall be condemned. And, you know, the Christianity that we have received, um, it cost many people their blood to get to us. If they cowered in the midst of crisis, in the midst of of, of terrible situations. I don't know how many of you have read God's Generals. Um, okay, then I'm, I'm not sure if Inspired by the Word joined us when we had the, the initiative. Okay, it wasn't Inspired by the Word. It was another group of ladies um, that we do stop together when we read the book, um, God's Generals. They are in different parts, but you can start with part one, and then, of course, part two. And you see what people went through to ensure that the gospel didn't die in their time. You see the ones that were killed. You see the ones that were betrayed. You see the ones that, I remember a particular um, um, woman of God who her husband left her, you know, to marry somebody else. You know, you see the kind of persecution and hard times that they faced. I remember another one who her and her husband had traveled, I think it's even the same woman, you know, and they had lost their child, you know, from sickness, you know, many things. And then um, um, I think her husband got ill. I think they had been to China or was it Africa? Her husband got ill and then they had, her husband now died. She now had to travel back, you know, things that people did for the gospel. You see the one that had so much emotional trauma, but somehow, some way fought to stay true to the gospel, no matter what, no matter what, they were not going to give up on the gospel. You see those who um, um, their husbands left them, they had to you know, um, um, start all over again. They had to refuse to get married just to stay, you know, in 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 stay um, um, um focused. You know, you see, I, I I you see you see them wearing out their bodies. I, I remember that one of them, I'm trying to remember his name. He he died at 38. I don't know if it's Charles. Is it Charles? Um, um he died at 38. 
because he had he he was he would have meetings and meetings and meetings into the night into the mornings you know and when they are in that um, a coat of the anointing they forget that they are humans <laughs> they forget that let me not say they are humans they forget that they are in the physical world where they are operating with a physical body you see why do we say stay in health in your body um you know you can get carried away with all the things that you need to do um you have um cell ministry, you have business, you have um, mentorship school, you have many things that you are doing and you can forget that, oh, this body needs rest, this body needs nutrition, this body needs um, supplements, you know, and you just walk time and time and time and then you wear out the body. The thing is, our body is our license to be here on earth. Without this body, you cannot function here. That is why you see that even demons as well as um, angels can, can take over the body of a human being and use it for a time being. You see certain people manifest wickedness. They've been possessed by a demon. So even the demon cannot walk here on earth except he possesses a body because they understand that the body is the license to function here. So when you wear out your body, when you don't take care of yourself and you don't take care of your body, what you are saying is, body, um, 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 I don't want to be here anymore. You know, a lot of the sicknesses and a lot of the illnesses that happen to people, they are actually self-caused. It's either your 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 living your your lifestyle, your eating lifestyle, your your sleeping lifestyle. You know, the things that you do, how you live, how you eat. You know, some people, um, you may be hearing me, and I think God is talking to you. You cannot eat a meal without a bottle of Coca-Cola. You are on a death sentence. It's not a cause, but that's what that's where you are. You can eat a meal without a sugary drink, especially the gaseous ones. Brothers and sisters, I don't know if you do your research. Those things are dangerous. How can you take a gaseous drink on a daily basis? You've put yourself on a death sentence. Tomorrow you say you have diabetes. Tomorrow you say you have colon cancer. See, these things don't just come. They don't just... See... Of course, um, demons take advantage of sickness situations, ill health and all of that. But most ill health are not, they are not demon influenced. It is by our lifestyle and the things that we do and the things that we eat. If you do your study, you take care of your body, eat well. If you're someone who doesn't have a lot of time to eat, there are people who can make food for you and supply you. Be intentional about your eating. Be intentional about how you live because it's a license to stay here on earth. You know, I said that to say that, you know, I was talking about this men and women of God who some of them died very young. I remember that one that died at 38. I think I cried a lot reading that book, God's Generals. I think you should get it. If you are like me who likes to read hard copy, you can get from, there's a, there's, I, had, I talked about it before, Buponia, it's run by Pastor Deborah. Most of you have a number. If you don't have it, I'll share it on the group. Get your copy. If you, if you, if you, if you read the e-version, get it. If you read it, especially in these last days, it will do a lot to you. It will do a lot to your spirit. So these people were willing to give up 
every single thing to ensure that this gospel went forward. They broke protocols. They broke rules and regulations. This period, you know, somebody was telling me that when Pastor Chris started talking, you know, last year when he was speaking against the whole pandemic and um, not caring what the whole world thought about him, um, you know, people were like, ah, they were concerned for him. Maybe it, it would have been it would have been a shock if he did not speak out, as it is a shock to me that there are many ministers of the gospel who are not speaking out. The gospel cannot be com compromised. The gospel is what it is. The Bible is what it is. It says in these last days, the love of many will wax cold. And I remember that repeatedly, Pastor Joy and um, um, Pastor, um, Sister, um, Pastor Debbie and Sister Joy can attest, um, testify to this. We will say repeatedly, I'm not of them whose love for God works gold. It was something we said again and again. And I remember that, I think it was 2019, right? Before we came into 2020. And then in the cell meeting series, I kept telling them, I said, we're coming into a season where many will fall from the faith. We're coming into a season that will shake the kingdom of God, the church of Jesus Christ. And only those who genuinely love God will stand strong. It's still happening today. It's still happening today. Bible says, guard your salvation with fear and trembling. Guard it, work it out. It's your personal responsibility. So whatever will keep you aflame and afire for God, go for it. Go for it. Don't just say um, what will be will be. What will happen will happen. Because the devil is not sitting idle and waiting for things to just happen for you. He's working to ensure that you fall out of the faith. Question is, are you working to ensure that you stay in the faith? If somebody's working against you to ensure that you don't make so, you don't make it to a certain place, what are you doing to ensure that you make it there? So this is the gospel. We have authority, but we must use that authority. We must know, we must be conscious of it. We must say it again and again, and we must walk in the reality of it. Thank you so much, everyone. And my prayer is that none of us, like we have said again and again, no, no, nobody in this inspired by the word theme will fall by the wayside. And at the rapture of the Lord Jesus Christ, we all stand smiling at each other and excited that we made it at the first flight. Thank you so much. I'm grateful for the opportunity to minister. Over to you, um, Sister Joy, for the further study and the Rhapsody Confession. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you, Ma, for today's ministration, especially that part that I talked about taking care of our health. Thank you, Ma. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are connected from. I'll be taking the further study. We are reading from 2 Thessalonians 3, 1 to 3. Praise God. 1 to 2. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you, and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. We're also reading from Proverbs 16, 12, Proverbs 16, 12 from the Amplified Classic Version. It is an abomination to God and men for kings to commit wickedness, for a throne is established and made secure by righteousness, moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relation. Praise God. So right now we're going to be taking the confession together. 
You know how we do it. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. Praise God. I refuse to be intimidated by decrees or laws that are antichrist or against the preaching of the gospel. Rather, I'm stead within to pray that the wicked acts, schemes, policies and stratagems of Satan to frustrate God's people and the preaching of the gospel around the world be brought to naught in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Right now, I would like to hand over to Brother to take us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Have a beautiful day ahead. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word Times of this devotion. Um, thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this amazing platform. Thank you, everyone. Congratulations for everyone that's been consistent with the daily Bible reading plan. Today we're reading the New Testament and we're reading the message translation. We've been reading the story of Jesus' trial by Pilate. So uh, today we're continuing that and um, Luke 23 from verse 26, it reads, and as they led him away, they laid hold upon one Simon, a Syrian coming out of the country. And on him, they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. And there followed him a great company of people and of women, which also bewailed and lamented him. But Jesus turning unto them say, daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming in the which they shall say, blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bear, and the paps which never gave suck. Then shall they begin to say to the mountains, fall on us and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things in a green tree, what shall be done in the dry? And there were also two other malefactors led with him to be put to death. And when they were come to the but place... They are reading the KJV translation instead of the message. Okay. I kind of changed my Bible. Okay. All right. Sorry for that. So from verse 26, Skull Hill. Thank you for that. As they led him off, they made Simon, a man from Syria, who happened to be coming in from the countryside, carry the cross behind Jesus. A huge crowd of people followed. Along with the woman, along with women weeping and carrying on. At one point, Jesus turned to the woman and said, The woman and said, Daughters of Jerusalem, don't cry for me, cry for yourselves and for your children. The time is coming when they will say, Lucky the woman who never conceived, lucky the wombs that never gave birth, lucky the breasts that never gave milk. Then they will start calling to the mountains, Fall down on us calling to the hills, cover us up. If people do these things to, to, to a live green tree, can you imagine what they will do 
with dead wood. Two others, both criminals, were taken along with him for execution. When they got to the place called Skull Hill, they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. Dividing up his clothes, they threw dice for them. The people stood there staring at Jesus and the ringleaders made faces taunting. He saved others. Let's see him save himself. The Messiah of God, ha, the chosen, ha. The soldiers also came up and poked fun at him, making a game of it. They tossed him with sour wine. So you're the king of the Jews, save yourself. Printed over him was a sign, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals hanging alongside cost him. Some Messiah you are, save yourself, save us. But the other one made him shut up. Have you no fear of God? You are getting the same as him. We deserve this, but not him. He did nothing to deserve this. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you enter your kingdom. He said, don't worry, I will. Today you, you will join me in paradise. By now it was noon. The whole earth became dark. The darkness lasting three hours, a total blackout. The temple curtains split right down the middle. Jesus called loudly, Father, I place my life in your hands. Then he breathed his last. Okay. Praise God. Then he breathed his last. Verse 47. When the captain there saw what happened, he honored God. This man was innocent, a good man, an innocent. All who came around as spectators to watch the show, when they saw what actually happened, were overcome with grief and headed home. Those who knew Jesus well, along with the woman who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a respectful distance and kept vigil. There was a man by the name of Joseph, a member of the Jewish High Council, a man of good heart and good character. He had not gone along with the plans and actions of the council. His hometown was the Jewish village of Arimathea. Praise God. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in our hearts. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much, Sister Maka. Thank you so much, everyone, for this wonderful time of Bible reading. I'll hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament Bible reading plan. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. Thank you very much, Brother Z. And the reading of the word is, can be so interesting sometimes that we just want to continue. Praise God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Old Testament segments of our Bible reading. And um,
Can anyone hear Brother John or it's just from my end? I can't hear him too. Brother John, can you hear us? Um, we lost your audio. Okay, sorry, I don't know what happened. I think it was network or something. Okay, please go ahead. I'm starting. Okay, I'll start from verse one. Saul's son Ishbosheth heard that Abner had died in Hebron. His heart sank. The whole country was shaking. Ishbosheth had two men who were captains of raiding bands. One was named Bana, the other Rechab. They were sons of Rimon, the Berothites, the Benjaminites. The people of Beroth had been assigned to Benjamin ever since they escaped to Gitaim. They still live there as resident aliens. <laughs> Verse 4. It so happened that Saul's son, Jonathan, had a son who was maimed in both feet when he was five years old. The report on Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. His nurse picked him up and ran, but in a hurry. But in her hurry to get away, she fell and the boy was maimed. His name was Mephibosheth. One day, Bana and Rekha, the two sons of Rimon, headed out for the house of Ishbosheth. They arrived at the hottest time of the day, just as he was taking his afternoon nap. They entered the house on a roof, pretending official business. The maid guarding the bedroom had fallen asleep. So Rikab and Bana slipped by her and entered the room where Ishbosheth was asleep on his bed. They killed him, then cut off his head, carrying it off as a trophy. They traveled all night long, taking the route through the Araba Valley. They presented the head of Ishbosheth to David at Hebron, telling the king, Here is the head of Ishbosheth, Saul's son, your enemy. He was out to kill you. But God has given vengeance to my master, the king. Vengeance this very day on Saul and his children. David answered the brothers, Rechab and Banner, sons of Ramon the Berothites. As surely as God lives, the one who got me out of every trouble I've ever been in. When the messenger told me, good news, Saul is dead. Supposing I'll be delighted, I arrested him and killed him on the spot in Zikla. That is what he got for his so-called good news. And now you show up, you show up, evil men, who killed an innocent man in cold blood, a man asleep in his own house. Don't think I won't find you guilty of murder and read the country of you. David then issued orders to his soldiers. They killed the two, chopped off their hands and feet, and hung the corpses at the pool in Hebron. But each bushes head they took and buried in Abner's stone in Hebron. Now, truly, when we read this, we see that David truly has it. He was a man, he was a man after God's heart. You know, 
reading that chapter, I just remember the story of the Amalekites and how God treated them. Anyway, chapter 5 now. Before long, all the tribes of Israel approached David in Hebron and said, Look at us, your own flesh and blood. In time past, when Saul was out, when Saul was our king, you were the one who really ran the country. Even then, God said to you, You will shepherd my people, Israel, and you will be the prince. All the leaders of Israel met with King David at Hebron, and the king made a treaty with them in the presence of God. And so they anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he became king and ruled for 40 years. In Hebron, he ruled Judah for seven and a half years. In Jerusalem, he ruled all Israel and Judah for 33 years. David and his men immediately set out for Jerusalem to take on the Jebusites who lived in that country. But they said, you might as well go home. Even the blind and the lame could keep you out. You can't get in there. They had convinced themselves that David couldn't break through. But David went right ahead and captured the fortress of Zion, known ever since as the city of David. That day, David said, to get the best of these Jebusites, one must target the water system. Not to mention this. So, not to mention this so called lame and blind bunch that David hates. In fact, he was so sick and tired of it, people coined the expression, no lame and blind allowed in the palace. David made the fortress city his home and named it City of David. He developed the city from the outside terraces inward. David proceeded with a longer stride, a larger embrace since the God of the angel armies was with him. It was at this time that Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David along with timbers of cedar. He also sent carpenters and messengers to build a house for David. David took this as a sign that God had confirmed him as king of Israel, giving his kingship world prominence for the sake of Israel's people. David took on more concubines and wives from Jerusalem after he left Hebron. Our more sons and daughters were born to him. These are the names of those born to him in Jerusalem. Shamua, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibha, Elishua, Nefeg, Jafia, Elishama, Eliada, Eliphelet. When the Philistines got word that David had been made king over all Israel, they came on the hunt for him. David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. When the Philistines arrived, they deployed their forces in the Rahim Valley. And David prayed to God, Shall I go up and fight these Philistines? Will you help me beat them? Go up, God replied. Count on me. I will help you beat them. David then went straight to Perazim and smashed them to pieces. Afterward, David said, God exploded on my enemies like a gush of water. That is why David named the place Baal Perazim, the master who explodes. The retreating Philistines dumped their idols and David and the soldiers took them away. Later, there was a repeat performance. The Philistines came up again and deployed their troops in the Raphaim Valley. David again prayed to God. This time God said, don't attack them head on. Instead, circle around behind them and ambush them from the grove of sacred trees. When he hear the sound of shuffling in the trees, Get ready to move out. It is a signal that God is going ahead of you to smash the Philistine camp. David did exactly what God told him. He, wrote, he routed the Philistines all the way from Gideon to Gideon. Hallelujah. 
can see here that David always consults God before he makes a move. So much lesson to learn. Chapter 6. David must start the peak of the troops of Israel. 30 divisions of them, together with his soldiers. David headed for Bala to recover the chest of God, which was called by the name, by the name God of the angel armies, who was enthroned over the pair of angels on the chest. They placed the chest of God on a brand new Oscars and removed it from Abinadab's house on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, Abinadab's son, were driving the new carts loaded with the chest of God. Ahio in the lead and Uzzah alongside the chest. David and the whole company of Israel were in the parade, singing at the top of their lungs and playing mandolins, harps and tambourines, castanets and cymbals. When they came to the threshing floor of Necho, the oxen stumbled. So Uzzah reached out and grabbed the chest of God. God blazed in anger against Uzzah and struck him hard because he, has, he had profaned the chest. Uzzah died on the spot, right alongside the chest. And David got angry because of God's deadly outburst against Uzzah. That place is still called Perez Uzzah, the explosion against Uzzah. David became fearful of God that day and said, this chest is too dangerous to handle. How can I ever get it back to the city of David? He refused to take the chest of God, his stepfather. Instead, David removed it off the road and to the house of Obedidom, the Gittite. The chest of God stayed at the house of Obedidom, the Gittite, for three months. And God prospered Obedidom and his entire household. Praise God. It was reported to King David that God had prospered Obedidom and his entire household because of the chest of God. So David thought, I'll get that blessing for myself. <laughs> and went and brought up the chest of God from the house of Obedidom to the city of David, celebrating extravagantly all the way with frequent sacrifices of choice bulls. David ceremonially dressed in priest linen, danced with great abandon before God. The whole country was with him as he accompanied the chest of God with shouts and trumpet blasts. But as the chest of God came into the city of David, Micah saw Peter happened to be looking out a window when she saw King David leaping and dancing before God. Her heart filled with scorn. They brought the chest of God and set it in the middle of the tent pavilion that David had pitched for it. Then and there David worshipped, offering bonds offerings and peace offerings. When David had completed the sacrifices of bonds and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the God of the angel arms and handed out to each person in the crowd men and women alike, a loaf of bread, a date cake, and a raisin cake. Then everyone went home. David returned home to bless his family. Mekah, Saul's daughter, came out to greet him. How wonderfully the king has distinguished himself today, exposing himself to the eyes of the servant maids like some burlesque street dancer. David replied to Mekah, in God's presence, I will dance all I want. He chose me over your father and the rest of, the, of our family and made me prince over God's people, over Israel. Oh yes, I would dance to God's glory more recklessly ever than this. And as far as I'm concerned, I'll gladly look like a fool. But among these mates you are so worried about, I'll be honored. Mekah, Saul's daughter, was barren the rest of her life. 
<clears throat> the Lord bless the reading of his word. Wow. And I hand over to Brother Martins, the question the affirmation and the communion. Thank you once again, Stamaka, for the opportunity. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Brother John, for this um, wonderful read. Hallelujah. If we are going into affirmation, as soon as we are done with this affirmation, I want to take out one minute before we go into the communion, one minute to speak in tongues intensively, if possible, aggressively. And there's a reason for it. After that, I'll tell you by the communion. Praise the Lord. So our affirmation is that our affirmation by taking our names. My name is, you say your name. Have the spirit of revelation in the name of Christ. Second paragraph, I, your name I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The third paragraph, your name says, my love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgments. Hallelujah. At this point, I'll kindly ask everyone to unmute their mics as we take up. Please unmute your mics. Praise the Lord. So at the count of three, we take our permission. One, two, three. My name is I'm <laughs> 
As you break this bread this morning, your restoration is consummated by the power of the Holy Spirit. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Oh, after the same manner, also he took the cup and they are stopped saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. These two years stopped as he drank it in my As often as he eat this bread and drink this cup, he do show the Lord's death, he becomes. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, your word has come forth. As we take this cup, it is consummated. Thank you, Lord God, for this cup speaking better things than that of Israel. It is in New Testament in your blood. Thank you, Lord God. For as royal priesthood, as kings unto God, as kings, we decree a thing and it's established. Therefore, we decree restoration by the power of the Holy Spirit. established today in the name of the Lord Jesus. Speedy miracles, speedy miracles. Yes, testimonies are bound by the power of the Holy Ghost in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Lord God. 
If there be someone in our families, if there is someone who has been going through a who has been going through series of sickness, whatever it is, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we will rebuke that sickness now. Thank you, Father. We give you praise of God in Jesus' name. Go ahead and take the cup. Oh, take a drop. We don't slash the grain that we still have to be the hands Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this good opportunity. Thank you so much, everyone. At this point, I'll hand over to the esteemed Sister Maka to take us to the many parts of unity. Thank you so much. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Brother Martins. Um, and thank you to everyone who read um, a passage today and who inspired us. Um, there's just one thing I want to say. It's been in my heart since we read, um, you know, um, from the Bible yesterday. It had to do with, you know, Herod and Pilate, you know, the way they were tossing Jesus and, um, you know, trying to look for a way of escape rather than implementing the law. The law said that if a man was innocent, you let him go. You know, of course, we know the scriptures was playing out. You know, and but these guys yielded themselves to be used by the devil, just like we also learned today in the devotion. Um, but Jesus was innocent and he should have been let go under that circumstance. But no, these guys wanted to um, please the people. They wanted to please the people and they ended up doing what they shouldn't have done. Um, you know, even when um, the king said, oh, I don't find this man guilty. I would, I would want to, you know, release him. And then the people started shouting, no, 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 no. And they say, what do you want me to do with him? He said, crucify him. And then to even like com um, compare Jesus, you know, to, uh, to, a, to what you call um, to the um, criminal. You know, he said once every year they would release somebody to them. And then they, they said that they wanted the criminal instead of Jesus, instead of Jesus who healed them, instead of Jesus who raised their dead, instead of Jesus who fed them. The question is, when all of these things were happening, where were all of these people? You know, a lot of times people have a short memory. You think that because of the good you did for them in the past, they would remember and treat you well in the future. The devil is on rampage. The devil is on rampage to ensure that humanity is constant, constantly broken and destroyed. And we must all be in office. We must all be on standby, guarding our salvation. And as leaders, let us do the word and let us remember that we account to God. We account to God. Whatever we do, we do unto God and we account to God. Never, a lot of times I talk about leadership here because I know I'm talking to many people who lead people, I'm aware. Let us not be led emotionally. A member comes to you crying that this thing happened, this thing happened, just because he's a member. <clears throat> I'm sorry, just because it's a member that you love, you don't do the work to find out the details of the situation that has been reported to you. You take action. Let us not be led by emotions or by sentiments. Let us walk by the spirit. It can even be a higher leader comes to tell you that this person said this, this person said this. In, in recent time, I've, I've, had, I've, I've had certain cases where a leader over me you know, goes around telling people things that I did not say 
and telling them I did things I did not do. Even making up stories that never happened. And you see, I, 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 I don't care. I don't, I, I don't say anything and it doesn't mean anything to me. But I'm saying that those people that are being spoken to and they are taking actions, they are not taking actions against me. They may think they are, but they are not taking actions against me. Because the Bible says all things work together for the good of them who love God. See, I can never be disadvantaged. So I really don't care who works against me in their own mind. But what am I saying? As leaders, we have to be careful because God is building his church at this time. We have to ensure that we are a part of the building work and not a part of those who stand in the way of the building. Whenever you want to make a decision, Whenever you want to take an action, ask yourself, does it spread unity? Does it spread love? This thing I want to say to this person that this other person did, even if the person did it, would it instigate hatred against the person or would it instigate love? You see, these are the questions you should ask yourself. These days, I get called and, and they're telling me this. I, I will ask the person, this thing you are telling me, why are you telling me? Is it that you want me to pray about it? Is it that you want me to call the person to talk to the person or is it that you just want me to be upset with the person? Because there are certain things that you hear, it will only make you upset about the other person. You know, so we must, we must see God is, the devil wants to destroy what we are building and he's using the children of God. Remember the same Peter who said that, ah, um, Jesus, you are the son of the living God. You are Jesus, the son of, is this the same Peter that's begun to be used of the devil to rebuke Jesus on a path that God had told him to go. That means you can be filled with the Holy Ghost and yield yourself to devils and to demons. Let us be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The Bible says, put on the whole armor, wherein you shall be able to withstand all the fiery darts of the enemy. Because there are darts being fired. So put on the whole armor. And the whole armor, everything resides in the word of God. The Bible says the word of God is truth. When he said the blessed breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, all of them, they are tied to the word of God. If you stay in the world, you will always be shielded. And no matter how that fairy dart is thrown at you, you will stand strong. You will not fall. You will not fall for such kind of uh, manipulations. You will not. And even you as a leader, those you lead, spread love. No matter what you think somebody is doing, Yes, you will correct, but after you have correct, let learn to forgive offenses. Don't hold grudges. Don't hold it. If it has happened, it has happened. The person apologized, the person did not apologize. Forgive and let it go as much as possible. Let us live in happiness. Let us live in joy and in love and let us enjoy our lives. We don't have so much time here. And let me say this in wrapping up. No matter what happens, always remember that the enemy is not us. We are not our enemies. The enemy is Satan. Some may yield themselves amongst us to be used, but we are not our enemies. Don't find yourself in that place where you are constantly fighting another Christian brother or another Christian sister. He is not your enemy. She is not your enemy. There is a Satan that is manipulating that one. Go, to, go on your knees and pray for that one. Let us not fight ourselves in church, not in church. Of course, I know that they may yield themselves of the devil, 
but the wisdom of God is profitable to direct and you will know how to handle. Yes, the Bible talked about wolves in sheep clothing. You will know how to handle them. But even in the worst case scenario, we are not our enemies. If a man is born again, he's not your enemy, no matter what he does. Yes, what he did may be wicked. You might describe it as wicked, but if that one is born again, he's not your enemy. There is a spirit at work in him and that you would deal with in the place of prayer. You heard the, we have been reading in Rhapsody that we could cast out devils. We read it today again that we have authority. Use your authority, cast out that devil that is working in the life of that member. Have you tried tears? There's a message, try tears. I'm actually looking for the message. If you have it, it's time for you to bless me with messages too. I've been blessing you with messages. Try tears. Have you tried tears for that member who you think has been subject to the devil? But you are, instead of trying tears, you are going around telling people all that the person has done, instigating people against the person. It's not Christian-like. It's not Christian-like. I don't know who this message is for, but it's made our devotion a bit longer today. But I believe that you received it with meekness of heart. And if it's a correction, you've also received it with joy. Thank you so much for a beautiful devotion. And I know that the Lord is working with us, you know, but to will and to do of his good pleasure. And we will constantly please our master. And when the, at the rapture of the church, we all stand before him with joy in our heart, knowing that we did all that we, we, we needed to do at these times of our lives. Praise God. Please let us omit as you share the benediction. And thank you for the time. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely God's goodness and mercy follows us the days of our lives and will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Thank you so much, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your day. God bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank mm-hmm. you.